Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Mark, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time. 
My dear Gamecock friends, how are we doing on this fine Thursday? I see one of my best friends, J.C. Sherbert, is also joining the show today uh, as well. Chris Phillips, what is good, my friend? Congratulations on all the blessings in your life. You can you smell that in the air? It is not my fart, Chris. It is football <laughs> that is in the that is in the offing, and it smells delicious. I cannot wait. Is Dakari and Joiner capable of being an RB one? I believe he is. I, I believe he is. I, I think it's going to be running back by committee, though, admittedly. I, I, I think it's going to be ride the hot hand. Is he capable? Yes. I, I think there are some things, you know, the offensive line has to hold up there into the bargain. Um, but, I mean, I, I think he's got the, the athleticism for sure. I tell you this, Mark, because you bring that up. I mean, he he is, for me, he's the he might be the most intriguing player on this entire roster. I mean, really, truly, because folks have been clamoring for years for DeCabrion Joyner to touch the football more. He's such an athlete. Like, And I think with DeCabrion Joyner, what makes it so fascinating, right, and why he's so polarizing, number one, he's a homegrown guy, right, coming from Fort Dorchester. You know, everybody loves the, the in-state guys going to the in-state school and succeeding. Also, we had that glimmer of hope, you know, in the, in the the or the, the glimmer of, uh, you know, the, the flash, if you will, in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl against North Carolina, and you're like, this dude's a baller. He needs to be on the field. And then the selflessness to move from quarterback to receiver, now at running back. But what I think so intriguing is, like, now he's in the spotlight. Like, he's a focal point of the offense. What is he able to do with it? Because, I, you know, I didn't think he was much of a receiver. I, I'll be honest. I think that was more of a let's just kind of move him to somewhere he can at least maybe get some reps. But that was never really a natural fit for him. Now at running back, is it? I, I'm just fascinated, Mark, to see what he does with the Gamecocks offensively. I, I I just, you know, now that he has a real opportunity to really shine. Chris, I've looked at no fewer than six Gamecock depth charts. Mm -hmm. And DK is number one on all six at the running back position. Mm -hmm. I found that incredibly interesting, incredibly telling. And, you know, with a guy like that, why can't he play – the Percy Harvin or Debo Samuel role to you. Now, Percy, when I when I mention that I'm I'm leaning more RB than wide receiver, but kind of a slash type of player for you, mm -hmm. he's got a diverse enough skill set to do that. And you consider, you know, his age and how much the male body matures, Chris, between the ages of 18 and 22. You've seen two and three star college basketball programs with a bunch of seniors beat Kentucky with their five five freshmen, right? Five five-star freshmen, the Fab Five from Michigan. Because the, the body matures so rapidly at that age, it changes form so much. So DeCarry and Joyner is going to be a strength, athleticism, and matchup mismatch for a lot of defenses this year. And look, man, I mean, you've got to be excited if you're a Gamecock fan at just the possibilities. Now, granted, it's a big if if everything clicks and the offensive line being a question mark, that's not a positive. But you consider the potential of Nick Harbour, the potential of Juice Wells, right? The potential of Spencer Ratner, the potential of DK Joyner. If we talk about those four guys, if they all hit, like we said, Chris, you're talking about a top 10 offense in America, and it's going to be very exciting. And North Carolina better hope that they add a D to that name because I've spelled out North Carolina 10 different times and none of them had, none of them do I find the letter D in that, in that spelling. 
they better hope they find a D before the season begins, man. Because if those guys get off the ground running, uh, it could be a beatdown in Charlotte. Mark, switching gears, I'm curious if you're like me. Do you get to a point in the preseason, you know, as we sit 23 days away from kickoff, where you get a little bit antsy? And, like, the anticipation's at such a fever pitch to where I kind of feel like, you know, we're almost starting to repeat things we've said over the course of a long summer, and we've broken down these football teams and every which way we can. And it's like, I'm just like, at this point, man, I'm like, and and I love talking about it. We're breaking down position units. I love it. But it's like, just get me to game week, man. Like, I'm ready to start talking about an actual football game on the field. Maybe it's even more so emphasized, Mark, this offseason because of the mass conference realignment and the portal and the NIL stuff. And it's like, dude, I'm just so ready to get to actual football on the field of play. Are, are, do you do you feel the same way? This all, Does that happen to you to where you're like, it starts to kind of drag those last 20 days and you're just like, just get to the finish line? Man, it's like this with the NFL draft in, our, in, in my profession too, Chris. It's like, you use, you, you discover and you use all of your A-level material. And then the week of the draft, it's like, I have covered this every which way. <laughs> it's hard to find something new. But then, Chris, you get something new like we got this week on North Carolina and South Carolina with the Tar Heels being ranked 20th and the Gamecocks not being ranked at all. And you've got two coaches that want to play the underdog, nobody respects us, chip on our shoulder little old Clemson type of role, right? Both coaches want to play that role. But the coaches did the the Tar Heels no favors by having them ranked and not ranking South Carolina. I'll I'll be real with you, Chris. When we did our picks, I picked North Carolina in that game. I am much closer again to a coin flip, largely because of that. Because, like, that, that results in one team starting the game angry, Right. Um, and I, I, I just think that sort of stuff matters, man. That level of disrespect that, you know, North Carolina, Mac Brown's done, done a real nice job recruiting. I'm not going to say they have more talent than South Carolina. I think their quarterback position is more polished. At the same time, Chris, look, I, I think that was actually a, a boon to South Carolina, a benefit to South Carolina, that North Carolina begins the year ranked and the Gamecocks don't. There's going to be a ton of fire and brimstone coming out of those helmets when they come running out of the tunnel in Charlotte. Yeah, you bring up, Mark, the USA Today coaches poll, the top 25, and, of course, the AP poll will drop on Monday at noon, I believe it is. Uh, Clemson ranked ninth in that poll. I heard you guys talking, you and Diesel, talking about which top 10 team is most likely to finish unranked. Not all that surprised to hear you say Florida State, but uh, certainly, I mean, there's a case to be made there, but one of the most overrated teams in college football. You mentioned UNC being 20th. South Carolina gets 89 votes at 27th. Florida, Mark, right behind them at 28th. 63 votes. What do you make of that? I mean, are are we sleeping on the Gators going into this year? You know, Chris, this, this is the season where everybody's going to win the national championship. And, right. uh, you know, everybody wants something to have hope for and to be excited for. And then by the end of September, all that hope is going to be extinguished for some teams, Right. It could certainly be for Florida with at Utah on the horizon, Tennessee early in the year as well. Same with the Gamecocks, right? Uh, North Carolina, Georgia, Mississippi State. What will the mood be at the end of September if the Gamecocks drop each of those three contests? 
Um, the, the feeling in, in Gainesville is optimism, Chris. You know, there is there is a feeling, there is a hope that this team might be capable of eight and four, maybe even nine and three. But I will tell you this, Chris, when I look at the blue chip ratio for 2023, there's 16 teams that have the basic prerequisite to win a national title. Half of their roster is four and five star talents. I take three teams out of that in terms of teams that make the playoff next year. I got a list of 25 teams, Chris, that actually have a somewhat decent shot of getting in. These are basically the only 25 teams that have a shot. I, I shared on our show offsides yesterday. I removed three blue chip ratio teams, Texas A&M, Auburn, and Florida. Florida's roster has talent, Chris. It's just not ready. Mm-hmm. Auburn is breaking in a new head coach. And you're never going to get me to, uh, you know, go from geek to chic, the level of A&M being five and seven to the college football playoff. That's just too risky for me, man. If you're willing to put down on that, good on you. I am not. But, uh, Chris, I do think yeah, I do think there's talent there in Gainesville. Billy Napier just needs time, and he needs patience. And I'm going to remind any Gator fan of that if Florida stumbles to like five and seven or six and six again this year. I think you would tell me the same thing about South Carolina, though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if South Carolina were to disappoint with a six and six or a seven and five this year, and Gamecock fans, I do think they're better than Florida. I do think they're better than Florida. I do, you know, Chris will remind you that I picked the Gamecocks to win that game 37-17. South Carolina coming off a bye right in that game. Um, but I do think, Chris, when you when you go back at this, right, like the, the, the message is going to be give Beamer time. It's not to say that this year doesn't matter. Coaches oftentimes pop in year three, but I don't think regardless of the results, there's not going to be a portion of the fan base calling for his head if it goes sideways this year either, is there? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I don't believe so. I I, I think that, you know, it, it, listen, we bottom 10%, we talk about who knows what they might say, but in regards to like, 
real conversation, though. There, there will be no backlash of that sort. And, you know, you talk about, Mark, the importance of year three. I heard this stat yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but 80% of coaches that are going to appear in their first SEC championship game at their new school, they do so by year three. So if you don't do it by year three, it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. So to your point, like if you're a big-time coach at a big-time program and you're going to make waves like that normally, you do it really, really quickly, which I just thought was really interesting. Uh, I believe Steve Spurrier, though, is one of those 20% that does not. Right, right, 100%. Yes, Steve Spurrier didn't do it in year three, and – Chris, I'll tell you, I'm um, in the process of completing a statistical analysis. You're going to be relieved to know it does not compare Muschamp and Beamer this time. (laughs) Um, But, um, Chris, I have data in the four-team playoff era. I am in the the process of compiling the data for the 12-team playoff era, and I'm going to give you guys the scoop here in the skinny. Chris, in order to make the four-team playoff, right – you need to have a four-year recruiting average, all right, around class rank number 10. In those four years, Chris, you can have an individual class that might be as low as number 20, but not outside of the top 20. So you're looking at a four-year rolling average, right? Four-year rolling average. And I am in the business, I am in the process right now of completing that the last three years for the final 12 teams in the CFP rankings, Chris, where do you have to be? Certainly it's going to be easier to get into the CFP than it was, but up until this point, Chris, to get in, you had to have an average four-year class ranking of number 10. You could have um, your outlier class could be as bad as number 20, but not worse. Um, And it gives you as a Gamecock fan a chance to really see, okay, how far away are we? You know, you throw out year one for Beamer. That class was ranked number 80. What was year two, Chris? Was it, I want to say 24, 25? Yeah, 24, I believe, was the final class ranking. Yeah, for his first full class, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, for, and then 16 last year. 16 or, last or the, or the year. So you have now one class that could be considered moving toward a 14 playoff. The beautiful thing is you don't even have to be that good. Maybe the four-year recruiting average for a 12-team playoff, Chris, will be 16th, in which case South Carolina already has their first year, and they're well on their way to having their second. But when that research is complete, you guys will know for sure. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. 
Keep it twisted. Mark, I heard you talk about a couple of days on your show. All right, maybe it was yesterday, but what would deter you from watching college football anymore, right? Because conference realignment's happening, the portal disgusting, stuff, man. NIL. Freaking what, so let me let me turn it on you. you. What what would what would it take? Because I, you know, it's a fun convo to have, but to completely just walk away from college football and to not watch anymore. And I know you made the point, right? Like you and I do it for a living. So are you ever going to really be able to just completely, you know, cold turkey, get rid of it? But I mean, for you, what would it take for you to no longer maybe put college football at the top in regards to your interests and kind of lose, lose that love that you have for the sport? Well, first of all, Chris, um, you know, they say that the most difficult time in the marriage is at the one year anniversary. Okay, my one year anniversary of marriage is coming on October 12th. And I'm looking at the calendar. I'm like, sheesh, right a month into college football season. Well, what could possibly go wrong? Well, the thing is, Chris, for me right now, uh, college football Saturdays are 10 a.m. until 2 a.m. Sunday. And dude, I put a dent in the couch here, brother. I don't move. Okay, I move to get a beer. I move to get chips. I got the Cheeto dust on my shirt, but outside of that, man, I am not really moving. And so, like you said, Chris, we love college football so much. I don't know that anything could keep us away forever, but it could become less of a priority where you go from that 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Sunday until, sweetie, I only need the noon time slot today, and then the rest of the day is yours, right? That's what the NFL is to me right now. You know, okay, I look at the slate. What game do I absolutely have to watch? And then, sweetheart, we can do things, the, you know, around the rest of the time. I can just catch the highlights. No big deal. Chris, and that is the thing. And unfortunately, it's heading in that direction. If college football feels like the NFL, we had Brett McMurphy on the CBS Sports Radio show last Saturday. And he said so much of college football is now following the NFL model. And it disgusts me, Chris. And that's why I implore the SEC to be the one stalwart that maintains regionality in college football. They still have a loose claim to it, Chris. I know Texas and Oklahoma are not really Southeast. I know Missouri is not really Southeast, but you can draw a line around the SEC schools and there isn't really an anomaly, right? Like it somewhat makes sense. Please for all that is good and holy maintain that Chris, because if it starts to feel like the NFL, it just loses so much to me about what makes college football unique and special. I posted a tweet today, Chris, about the most popular conferences in college football. The Pac-12 was the fourth most popular conference with 25 million fans. Think about the geography of these conferences, Chris. The ACC is East Coast. The SEC is obviously Southeast. The Big 12 is Heartland of America, Center of America. The West Coast just lost its college football conference, Chris, forever. And some of those people are never going to come back, right? They're never going to come back, no matter what conference their team is in, because that was their league. Imagine for a moment the SEC going up in smoke and how it would make you feel, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's disgusting. So it's more of a feel, Chris, than anything else. But if it feels like college football has become Florida is playing Cal in a conference game, that's when you lose me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Re, re, well, I, I don't know. You know, again, regionality, losing of that. I mean, losing out on rivalries is something. I, I don't really know, Mark, what it would take for me to just 
stop watching college football. I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I, I really don't. And but, I know but, that's but the other a, thing, Chris, is this. The other thing is this, like even with this 2024 schedule, they're using it as like a pilot, right? That's what they call mm-hmm. the first TV show, a pilot. Right. And how mad are the fans really going to get when we remove all their traditional rivals or most of their traditional rivals? And Chris, I'm pissed, you know, like you guys might not believe it, but I want to play you every year. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to play Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia, Missouri every year, because that is the commonality that you share with Florida fans or South Carolina fans from every generation. Let me tell you about the Kentucky game in my year. Chris Doring caught a pass with three seconds left that beat Kentucky that kept the streak alive where the Gators beat Kentucky 28 straight years. That was the Kentucky game my year. Man, you they have no right to burn those bridges and to rip those rivalries away from us. And they're doing it, Chris. And they're doing it in the name of giving us Florida at Texas A&M more often. Give me a break, man. I want Kentucky. I want South Carolina. I want Florida. I want Vandy on that wall. I need them on that wall. Mark, you were obviously ahead of the curve when it came to the Florida State Clemson stuff, what they wanted to do. What Thank are you, you hearing? Guys. What Thank yeah, what are you what are you hearing now in regards to, you know, I think it's pretty out there now. FSU, they want out the the grant of rights situation. Clemson, I don't think they're quite as loud about it, but I don't think they're really happy with revenue distribution, what have you. The SEC does seem like a very natural fit. It doesn't sound like the Southeastern Conference is open to expansion right now, but I'm sure for the right team, they would at least consider it. We've also heard Big Ten. I mean, what's your just the, the latest on that and thoughts on the futures of FSU, Clemson, and we'll just say the entire ACC as well? Chris, my source two years ago was exactly right. And where are all the people who yelled at me, Chris, to tell me they were wrong and to tell me they're sorry? Where are all those people? The tweet read that Clemson and Florida State had reached out to the SEC with interest in joining, but that the SEC did not feel like their streaming numbers added anything that they didn't already have, and that Notre Dame was the only free agent left that added to the pot. Now, Paul Feinbaum himself, Chris, said that that was the single most ridiculous rumor that he'd ever heard and said that that has not even 1% chance of ever happening. This last week, Paul Feinbaum was quoted in Athlon saying that Clemson and Florida State are the two most natural fits for the SEC. So which is it, Paul? Where is my fruit basket, Paul, with your apology from from two years ago? Because, Chris, as I shared with you many times, I was able to have a conversation with a top 10 national college football voice that didn't want to share this because he didn't want the inevitable smoke that came with it. And you know me, Chris, like you, I don't care about the smoke. I'll deal with the smoke. I continue to hear, Chris, um, that Notre Dame would be added yesterday if they would ever join the conference. And I actually disagree with the SEC about this. They feel like Clemson and Florida State don't add anything they don't already have. Chris, you know, to me, South Carolina, having the Gamecocks maybe gives you 30 to 40% of the state. Having Clemson maybe gives you 60 to 70% of the state. You want you want the entire Palmetto State? You need both, right? If you want the entire Sunshine State, you need Florida, Florida State, and Miami, right? But if you have Florida and Florida State, that'll get you two-thirds of the state. 
So this notion that you already have the state doesn't make any sense, Chris. Does having Rutgers give you New York? How many, you know, Chris, like you and me watching Rutgers football in New York City would be the first two viewers they have in that city. So, Chris, I just I just say, like, there is a major fallacy going on, and it is how the conference commissioners think, right, They're, that, you know, hey, man, San Diego State is really valuable because it gives us the San Diego market. Well, how many people in that market are watching San Diego State, right? Mm -hmm. You can add San Diego State. You can fight with the cable operators to try to get them to cover, a, you know, a, a Mountain West network, if you will. But if people there aren't watching it, it doesn't matter that you have San Diego State. And so you continue to see, Chris, these big market schools be prioritized. And in a lot of cases, it's senseless. The Big 12 adds Houston. Brother, I lived in Houston. Nobody in Houston watches Houston Cougars football. It doesn't give you Houston. It doesn't give you Houston at all. So, Chris, um, Clemson and Florida State would be natural SEC fits for me. So I disagree with the SEC. But the SEC is not interested in them at this time. Mark, you bring up something that I'm really glad you did because I had forgotten about it, but I wanted to ask you about. You say that with South Carolina being in the SEC, the SEC has 30% of the state. If they add Clemson, they get the other 70%. Why is there a 70-30 split in that manner? Why, why, why is it not the other way around, seeing as South Carolina is the flagship university of the state? Why does Clemson have, well, Chris, we'll say, 70% of market share? Uh, yeah, this is not Mark Ryan trying to uh, poke the game. No, I'm, I'm just genuinely again. curious. I heard yeah. you say that before, no, and just, I'm like, where yeah. do these numbers come in? Yeah, it's just number of fans, Chris. There's a bunch of studies that show the number of fans in college football, and Clemson has more total fans than South Carolina does. Incidentally, Florida, about 6 million fans nationwide, has more fans than any other team in the SEC. The SEC has only two of the top 10 fan bases in the country. The SEC has the most passionate fans, Chris, mm -hmm. right? But other conferences, other schools have a larger number of casuals, shall we say, right? So the reality is, Chris, maybe Flor Florida has more fans than Florida State does. But if you want a larger percentage of the state, you got to claim the Seminoles, right? Clemson has more total fans than South Carolina does. But I'm sure you would agree, Chris, if you want, like to say, that you have the Palmetto State because you have the Gamecocks? Isn't that kind of senseless? You live in the upstate, Chris. Mm -hmm. Do you see more Clemson fans or South Carolina fans walking around? This yeah, is I mean, the upstate's yeah. large, this is the state's right. largest market. Right. You know? What do you see more of? Yeah, there's more orange and purple for sure. I will say, though, it's been shocking. This is on a total side note. Been shocking how little orange and purple I've seen since I got up here, but you win the game on the field, and that kind of helps that. So, uh, but no, to your point, there's Clemson fans everywhere. You definitely don't have the entire Pamela State. I, I just, I heard you say that, and I was like, see, I learned something. I didn't know that Clemson had more fans in South Carolina. I had no idea, to be honest with you. So that that's a new fact to me. Nor did I know about the Florida Florida State comparison. So, well, there you go, man. There you go. Uh, most recent, <laughs> most recent tweet from me today, Dick Chris, is mm. fans by conference. You know, the conferences with the most fans. Who's number yeah. one? I would imagine the uh, – you said it wasn't the SEC, right? It's the it's the uh, Big Ten? Mm. Is that right? No, the I, SEC I – I haven't looked at your Twitter, so 10. I apologize. Yeah. No, the SEC only has two of the top ten individual fan bases, mm. but the SEC actually does have the greatest number of fans in the sports.
Okay. okay. So, so there, there you go. But again, you know, and, and Chris, I'll ask you this, man. Is Clemson and the SEC something you want? Because you know why Clemson is itching to get to the SEC. The number one reason is you. You. Yeah. That, you know, it's in the number one reason Florida State wants in the SEC is Florida. They can't stomach their rival having a $30 million annual advantage over them. And that's why they want out of their current agreement. Now, you said it earlier, Clemson's more quiet about this than Florida State. Why? Because they're a charter member of the ACC, right? Florida State doesn't care about burning that bridge. Florida State doesn't feel the sense of loyalty that Clemson does, right? You might remember a couple of years ago when I sent out that tweet, Chris, Clemson came out immediately and vehemently denying something that I knew to be true. Uh, Florida State had a delayed response and a more muted response to that. All of that is noteworthy in the in the grander scheme of things. But they cannot, they know, Chris, that South Carolina is going to start dominating in that rivalry unless they bridge that gap in terms of the overall income being intake, you know, intake of the program. And the same with Florida and Florida State. You can win temporarily like that. You can't win long term like that. And that's why Florida State and Clemson know that something has to change. You know, if I'm the ACC, Chris, if I'm, uh, you know, ACC brass, I'm, I'm doing my best to convince ESPN that we need a new TV deal because in the end, they're not going to have a great product unless they do get that new TV deal, Chris, right? Mm -hmm. You can say, well, ESPN, why would they renegotiate? They signed the deal. Well, you got, you got 14 unhappy members, right? You got teams trying to get out and the product of ACC football, Chris, isn't great. You know that I call it the all cupcakes conference. It's not a great product. So if, if Clemson joins the SEC, is that a thumbs up or thumbs down in terms of benefiting South Carolina in your mind? You know, and my mind has shifted on this Mark. Cause a couple of months ago I went on record and said, I wouldn't mind it. Bring it on. Embrace competition. You play them every year anyways. It adds another level or another layer of emphasis to the rivalry. But, you know, I, I think you don't – nobody wants to see their arch rival, you know, get that advantage. And I think it would be obviously an advantage monetarily for them, I, I think, status-wise. Uh, and, and I think, too, by the way, you got to go back some historical context. There, there There's, you know – South Carolina, when they jumped from the ACC, I think they thought that Clemson was going to come with them, and that didn't happen. And so Carolina was stranded as kind of this independent, floating, didn't know what was going to happen. And so, you know, I, I, I would say uh, screw them would be the answer. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody wants to see Clemson in the SEC. Listen, if they join, I'm not, I'm not going to – it is what it is. You just go beat them on the field and embrace the competition. But – any advantage you can have over your rival, you'll take it. And so being in the best conference in the country versus what they're in, I think is one you want to keep. So I think and that's that kind of the way the you look at it. That every single South Carolina fan should have. Right. And Indeed. every single Florida fan should be putting up roadblocks for Florida State to join the SEC as often as they can. Because you have a $30 million year advantage and if you don't think that advantage is going to show up on the field, you better ask somebody. Mm -hmm. It most certainly is.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mark, final thing on the NIL note, because, of course, again, it's that time of year. We're talking about that. You and I talked on Monday, the the Jalewis-Solomon thing that happened. And I I don't really want to rehash that entire series of events because it was madness over the weekend. But, you know, you asked me this question, so I'm going to kind of turn it back on you. You know, the way, the role the NIL plays right now. And I don't know if you saw the Johnny Manziel documentary, and it documented his time at A&M and really the way that, he was exploited by the NCAA, you know, back when athletes could not even sign an autograph and get paid for it without getting suspended, getting in trouble, what have you. I'm glad players are profiting off of their name, image, and likeness. How do we reel it in, though? Because people that are sitting here saying, well, you know, it's it's illegal to use it in recruiting to pitch that as a bullshit. You know that's BS. I know that's BS. It's being used, obviously. We know that's happening. And I wonder, like, with the role of NIL, the collectives – and then you have things like the Gamecock Club. You have Ipte. You have, I'm sure there's something at Florida that's like your booster that's been around forever. Like, how do we reel it in, I guess, is my question. Because I don't see a way you stop it. I don't see a way you you put the genie back in the bottle and stop people from, if they've got a lump sum of cash they want to give to a prospect to go to their school, what, what can you do? What can be done about it? Chris, you've got to have compliance officers at every school that are not employed by the school, but are employed by the NCAA. Then when that person uncovers a major scandal by the school, they're replaced for their own safety, right? Because you know as well as I do, Chris, bottom 10 percenters everywhere will come after that person for outing that school. But you have to have legitimate compliance officers that are trying to find wrongdoing at the schools that are admitted, Chris, to have access to any room in the building, okay? They're admitted to have access. They can access phone records, coaches' calls with the recruits. They can access anywhere. You've got to have active compliance uh, officers because, Chris, the reality is, you, you know, it is BS and it is happening, and it was happening even before NIL. But when certain programs are cheating, Chris, and others are not, and when you're using NIL as an inducement and not like I do endorsements on my show, which is what NIL was supposed to be. Like if you listen to our show, guys, you'll hear me endorse different companies around the upstate. That's what NIL was supposed to be. Company reaches out to the five-star quarterback. Five-star quarterback endorses the company. Five-star quarterback gets you know, some, some cash as a result of doing that. It was never supposed to be come here to South Carolina and you get the bag or Clemson or Florida and you get the bag. That's what has to be stopped, Chris. And the worst part is 
when you've got schools poaching other guys on the team. You know, the, the most disgusting thing I heard all offseason, Chris, was Dave Clawson of Wake Forest saying, well, look, if Sam Hartman uh, gets a life-changing offer, who can blame him for leaving? Dave, how do you not know that that's illegal for him to get a life-changing offer from another school? That's an inducement that is illegal. We have to be able, Chris, to enforce the rules that are in place. Otherwise, NIL becomes something that I do not stand for. And I would rather go back, Chris, to the old way where athletes are getting exploited and, and Johnny Manziel cannot sign autographs, okay, um, if it means we can't enforce anything. All right? I would like us to try to enforce the rules as they're designed. And a first step towards doing that is having compliance officers, plural, on every campus employed by the NCAA. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate offsides with Mark Ryan and Diesel every single day, three to seven at Mark Ryan on air on Twitter. Mark, I know that you are out of town next week. I'll be out of town the following. So, my friend, the next time that you and I speak on these airwaves, it will be game week. We will sit a couple of days away from kickoff in Charlotte, North Carolina. Cannot wait, my friend. Appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you guys, and uh, just a few weeks, and we are here. We'll talk to you soon. Talk soon, Mark. Take care. Appreciate it.